That was a low moment for Trump over the weekend where he actually tweeted in gibberish, giving his critics ammunition to show he's just, it's just a bunch of exclamation points and squiggly marks. Guy's completely illiterate. Jack, that was the language of Farsi. He was actually tweeting to the Iranian people, and it was well-received. It received 200,000 likes, which they think is the all-time record for likes on social media. Him tweeting that, listen, we're with you. We want peace with you. You have a great country. Our our gripe is not with the Iranian people. So that's nice. A lot of Iranians in the streets. Some serious rioting going on in Tehran. So apparently Iran's not united against us the way a lot of leading news outlets would like to have told you last week. No, of course they're not. They realize they live in a crappy country with a crappy leadership. Yeah, a couple of notable tweets that I gathered while watching the protests over the weekend. Number one, they have uh, they have U.S. and Israeli flags on the ground at this university, I guess, or right next to it, so people can trample them and spit on them and the rest of that it. That can't be. Trump united them in hatred against the United States. Well, hang on now. They're, they're on the ground, but the Iranian people were walking around those flags in the protest rather than walking on them, which was a clear huh. sign of disrespect and defiance toward the regime, which is, you know, pretty interesting. And university students, now granted, college students, they get fired up. You know, they're protesting all the time, but university students were actually booing the regime's thugs, the secret police guys who, like, see a woman with her hair showing and beat her with heavy sticks and 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 that sort of thing. Um, they were actually booing the besieges. Um, who walked Stay on those flags. Stay in the No, different folks. Um, and they yelled back and called them honorless, which is, uh, you know, a big insult there. Told them to go back to their caves. The quote is, these uncivilized morons do not have any place in Iran. So nice. Nice. I tell you what. I've been rooting for this for a long time. But, man, if the Iranian people could be freed and take their place among the the community of nations... It'd be a great country. They'd probably still have gripes with the Saudis and the Sunnis and all, but it's just, it's too bad. So. Too bad they've been held under the boot heel of the uh, Ayatollahs for all these years. It really is. Make this short. The articles of impeachment will go to the Senate on Wednesday, it looks like. But will there be witnesses? It'll it'll take a couple of weeks, at least, to do that whole dealio, and then there is a debate tomorrow night with a four-way tie for first place in Iowa, and the debate is in Iowa, so I expect it to be a little chippy, as they've been chippier on the campaign trail. So oh, we'll yeah. See. Yeah, yeah. Old uh, old man Bernie's going after old man Biden pretty hardcore these days. Uh, getting mean. Uh, oh, by the way, just speaking of the impeachment, a couple of emails we got that I thought were interesting. JP made the point um, that... You know, uh, the the accusation is Trump used the Ukraine thing for political advantage. Obviously, the Democrats are using impeachment for political advantage. Isn't it a wash? Which, you know, there's some truth to that. But I really like this. This is a developing story that Jeff sent along. Government watchdogs are raising concerns about Hunter Biden's rather generous political contributions to several Senate Democrats including Leahy, Menendez, Booker, White House, Cardin, Cantwell, and they may trigger uh, Senate conflict of interest rules and possibly trigger recusal requirements during Senate impeachment voting. The idea being, well, they're obviously going to be sympathetic to the Biden family since they shovel cash their way. Hunter, you're a loser. I I don't care about the ins and outs of the whole uh, impeachment thing much, but there was a story last week, I haven't gotten to it yet, of the 
home that Hunter Biden owns in uh, in Hollywood, Beverly oh, he's Hills. A brilliant man. Oh yeah, we got to talk about that later. It's something I've not seen. And that. this information came out because of that lawsuit with his baby mama there in Oklahoma or wherever it is, is Arkansas. That, did he marry the stripper, or did he have a baby with a stripper before he married his current wife? That who one. He knew for ten days. So he got a stripper, got a stripper pregnant. That's a terrible. They way to did it together. It. Yeah, and and yeah, that's that's just not right all the way around. And 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 the kid is a kid. Um, but anyway, so they uh, they got together, it would seem, for just a brief period of time. Mm. Uh, had a child together. He tried to pretend uh, it wasn't his. She did the old paternity test. Oh, I guess it is mine. And now she wants money because mm. she knows he's rich. And so they had oh, to dig into his finances. And right. one of the things they found out is he's got this unbelievable home in Beverly Hills. But I'll, I'll talk about that later because i got to dig it up in my notes. But it's, he had quite the lifestyle going as yeah. a can't-stop-gambling, can't-stop-doing-coke, can't-stop-going-to-strip-clubs Wild man and Canuck to strip her up. Now, listen, he's not a bad. Hunter, you're a loser. He's not a bad looking fella, Hunter Biden. But I'm here to tell you this. I've heard these reports from from friends who've who've walked on the wild side. The stripper wants you to think she'll have (laughs) sex with you, but she's not gonna. Not a chance. And you know, okay? if she does, you probably should be more worried than if she doesn't. Right, exactly. <laughs> but in the case of Hunter Biden, she did. Yeah. Now, again, good-looking fella. He's articulate. You know, he's, he's traveled the world. He's probably got great stories. Is it possible she fell in love with him? Yes, it is. But I'm guessing that's not what happened. Uh, New York Post did an expose from a couple of strip clubs that Hunter Biden used to frequent. Um, And uh, they said he threw money around like crazy. I mean, he really, he'd make it rain and he'd buy all the expensive booze for everybody. But he was incredibly polite. All the strippers say he was unbelievably polite. I don't doubt that. So that's good to know. Well, yeah, I mean, he... He learned, but he was there know, a lot. Like he's he's the go to the strip club every night guy, which is just weird. Bouncer knows him by name, that yeah. sort of thing. I yeah. said, you kidding me? What an interesting lifestyle. But he learned all of your uh, your your higher manners, your courtliness, working for Gazprom there in Ukraine. <laughs> so it makes sense that he'd be polite and cultured. Back to that whole conflict of interest thing. It's not going to go anywhere. I mean, I realize it's fun to shout back and forth, my team, your team, my team. It won't go anywhere. I just find it amusing. I think the only significance is it will further muddy the water as to you know who's trying to gain get political uh, advantage through what and who's got connections in ukraine and who else pressured the ukraine government it's just going to become so muddy the the impeachment trial is going to come and go um uh, later we'll get to why men don't want to rent clothes that's the, uh, the hot new way for uh for you to get clothes renting them and men aren't into it but i mentioned a little bit last hour so they had uh protests on the verge of riots in France last couple of weeks really shut down a couple of the uh, crucial systems for being able to make France run. And the the issue was Macron introduced raising the retirement age. They have one of the most generous payouts for retirement in the entire world. It's going broke, as they always do. And the idea of raising it from 62 to 65, it, no way, can't do it, riot in the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we don't have enough money to pay everybody to s- sit on their baguette at age 62. <laughs> Doesn't matter, right in the street. So right. he backed off and said, we'll come up with a new idea, Yeah, which is the way entitlements work. Well, right, and once an entitlement is given, it is permanent or there will be 
fear, loathing, hatred, and violence when you try to take it away. And, you know, our, our friend John Kogan, kind of professional friend, it's not like we hang out, but he's an author, he's with the Hoover Institution. His book, The High Cost of Good Intentions, talks about the, I can't remember the term he uses, but the point is, if if railroad workers uh, get to retire at age 62 with full benefits, then why not uh, bus workers? And if not bus workers, then why not uh, such and such workers? Blah blah blah. If a civil, you know, if a uh, if a person with an income of sixty thousand dollars gets federal aid or food stamps or whatever, you're telling me the person who makes sixty two thousand dollars should get the, the, the a cold slap in the face? No, we must these sixty two thousand dollar people need help. And so you get this uh, benefit creep. And if he dies and would have gotten those benefits, why shouldn't his wife get them? Exactly. Or the kids. How can you justify that? And so it's just, number one, it's permanent. Number two, it it grows and grows and grows and grows. So anyway, the the, and I tried to find real quickly the actual numbers. I don't have them in front of me, but it doesn't really matter. So these train workers in France who are just going crazy and on strike and halting transportation around the country because they use choo-choo trains a lot in France, I guess. Le train. Thank you. Um... They, they, back in the day when these laws were passed, being a train worker was fairly dangerous work. It's physically demanding work, etc. And so the sweet, cushy uh, socialist French government at the time gave them early retirement and crazy good benefits. Well, now the technology's improved so much that the, the death toll running, you know, working on the French railway, uh, railway is about equivalent as uh, the working in a French grocery store. I mean, it's a very safe line of work. But, have we been listening now? Hmm? Because railway workers got used to, no, we get to retire at X age and, and full benefits and the rest of it at an early age. Even though it's now perfectly safe work, they're still rioting in the streets when they try to raise that age or cut some of those benefits that were based on only, you know, 20% of them lived to 65. Um, well, I'll, we're doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, and you know how you know how much time will be spent talking about that in the debate tomorrow night? None, none. And you know how much time will be spent when Biden's facing off against Trump or Bernie? Hardly any. Practically none. Maybe none. Well, who's going to bring up the deficit? Well, neither one of the candidates would. It would right. have to be a questioner, and I'm not sure they would. Well, and and we'll get. You know, I'm concerned, but what's important is the economy continued black, blah, 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 and so ends the uh, the discussion. Grow our way out of this. Okay. Yeah. Right, what are you going to do though? What are you going to do? I don't want to be too negative. No. No, we're, we're too we're too gripey. So you got a driver's ed teacher who was arrested for driving drunk with the student while they're teaching him how to drive. I think that's the gas pedal, and that's the brake. Or is that the brake? One of them is the brake. Somewhere. Where should we go, sir? I, I don't care. Press that one. Is it making us okay. slow down or speed up? That's the brake. Stop here. I got to pee. So we have audio on that? Let's do that now. Why the heck not? Do you want to do it? Let's do it when we come back. That's a tease. That's what that's called. You want to hear it when we come back? Yes, I do very uh, much. What? Yes. And I'll, uh, I'll tell you about Hunter Biden's house. It's pretty good stuff. Oh, boy. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It's so busy at the time that school lets out. We have school buses that are going by. Students that don't have a lot of experience driving, driving in that parking lot as well. Here you have an adult who's impaired. 
That's very scary. He's picking up a student to educate him on how to drive, and he's not even fit to drive himself. I always like it when stories like that. So that's a policeman explaining why it's a bad idea for the driver's ed teacher to be drunk. Because, well, you know, none of us were sure why it was a bad idea, or if it was a bad idea. I'm sorry, I wasn't really paying attention. Is that cop against the driver's ed teacher being <laughs> and drunk? And he was laying out the reasons why it is bad that the Certainly. driver's ed teacher is drunk while they're teaching the kids how to drive. There's kids in the area, and this is somebody that's learning how to drive. To set an example like this. Officer, yes, these are all... As, as the movie said, you had us at the driver's ed teacher was drunk. <laughs> we get it. We're good. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, seems like there's another big story to update on. Impeachment's going to start this week. Debate tomorrow night. Is there anything with the Iran thing I need to update on? Um, People the still... tectonic plates continue to shift in that country. Uh, oh, well, yeah. Everybody's making a big deal of the fact that uh, that Trump said to Laura uh, Ingram, was it? Yeah, that that he said he believes they were going to target four embassies. And now the chattering classes and the Trump fake controversy of the day are yelling and shouting, there's no evidence shown that it was the four embassies, blah, 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 blah. Steve Hayes of the Dispatch has my best answer on this. Why are we still talking about this? There's been evidence for 20 years as a good reason to take this guy out. Right. And they were talking about the intelligence, and Trump said, I tell you what, I looked at it, and I believe they were going to target the four embassies. So he clearly was indicating that he thought that was the most likely target, and he was really troubled by that. Was there specific evidence that stated the four embassy? Oh, can you stop? Just cut it out. So I dug up the the Hunter Biden stuff, because I'd, I'd read this story over the Christmas break. I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, he has a, and it's not an insanely expensive home, but it is in Beverly Hills. He's got the same zip code as Ben Affleck and... Christina Aguiar and Holly Berry and people like that. Um, he's living in that neighborhood in a two and a half million dollar home that he pricey home. had kept private. He had kept it quiet. And then when he got that stripper pregnant in Arkansas and she said, I need some money to afford to raise this kid. Mm-hmm. She had access then to his financial stuff. And that's when somebody dug up that who knew Hunter Biden had a two and a half million dollar home in Hollywood. In addition to other places that he lives. Yeah. And, um, it's nothing in itself. Other well, than he was making like $75,000 a month, right? Working for Gazprom, because it was more than the 50 that was initially stated. Really? It says 50 in this article, but this yeah. article is uh, several weeks old. Yeah. But anyway, $50,000 a month is a lot of money. He had claimed when the woman came after mon- money, uh, realizing that she had his child, and she might have gotten pregnant completely on purpose. Um, what? To an get exotic money. dancer doing that? She might have recognized his name and thought... Wait He's throwing around money? Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. And But he he claimed he was broke, and that's when they dug up. Yeah, well, you got a $2.5 million home in addition to other homes uh, in Beverly Hills. So you got some money. How about you sell that? But uh, So he could continue to be, as Marine Dowd in the New York Times calls it, a hot mess that Joe Biden has to deal with throughout the election. Yeah. He, his, his, this sort of lifestyle is probably not done, probably not going away. Um, if now, his we all settle nominee, down as we get older, right? He's in his 50s. At what point is he going to settle down? Is he in his 50s? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's Never because mind. Joe Biden, if Sean was here, he'd say, the presidential candidate has a son in his 50s. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, that's The uh, exotic dancer girl, very attractive. Those two fell in love, briefly. So is the new girl he's married to, who he's got, uh, they're having a child, be child number five. Wow. 
Wow. So he got the stripper pregnant, then shortly thereafter, the Instagram model who he married. And he only knew her for what? Like Ten a, days. Wow. Wow. Got a bit of an impulse control you problem, think? old uh, Hunter. Not yeah. a joke. Not yeah. his dad's fault, though. I, I'm not a person no. to think that's got anything to do with Joe Biden. No, indeed. As I mentioned earlier, I was pleased to have my three kids home at once for the first time in a couple of years, and, and they are as different as can be. Yeah. You know, and as, as you know, Thomas Sowell and others have pointed out, the idea of making their outcome in life equal, well, that would take the most draconian sort of, you know, totalitarian economic system to make my three kids absolutely equal in life. Imagine trying to achieve that across an entire society. It's it's it, if you think about it, it's a hilariously unrealistic thing to propose. I don't have time for all this here. I'll get to it later. But what's America's new favorite restaurants? Here's a hint. It's a line from from the movie Vacation, and I'd forgotten this line. Apparently, apparently, at some point, Chevy Chase, while driving in the uh, the family truckster, says, yeah. "I'm so hungry, I could eat a sandwich from a gas station." <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny, but uh, that's America's favorite new restaurants. Wawa Sheets—that's what you get if you eat a gas station <laughs> sandwich. Sheets I'd never heard of, and Seven Eleven. Oh my goodness, I have Sheets. Seven Eleven. How how they're bringing, uh, in theory, healthier fare to these places? Uh, AMPM, Quick Trip, and that sort of stuff. And people are eating more. At the gas station. So it's healthier. Is it newer? Is it more recent? <laughs> How long has this been sitting oh, here? that The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm telling you that he signed on on Thursday to a resolution to dismiss the case. The dismiss, dismissing is a cover-up. Dismissing is a cover-up. You can't make me talk about the impeachment. I won't do it. Make my day. Pull the trigger. I won't do it. Pull my finger. But the uh, Nancy Pelosi in an interview yesterday, and she's good. I've been saying this for years. I, w- I wish there was ever somebody on my side of politics as good as her. But um, uh, the talking point, because she went to it many times. And this is where we are in politics now. Mitch McConnell is part of a cover-up. Ah, That's where we are now. That's how far we go on both directions. You're a liar. You're a criminal. You're part of a cover-up. It was uh, misogyny. Then it was collusion. I'm leaving some out because I I don't want to go on all day. Then it was uh, abuse of power. Then it was bribery briefly. They tried real hard. No, that didn't stick. And so now it's cover-up. Cover-up is the word. Okay, fine. Okay, super. By the way, thanks for the rush, Michael. Neil Peart, certainly in the conversation, greatest drummer in rock and roll history passed far too early last week. Brain cancer, 67. Bloodthirsty dictators around the world live till 90, all of them, for whatever reason. I don't know. Maybe evil's a cancer preventative. <clears throat> so mentioned this earlier, sent by alert listener Nick. Um, in fact, uh, he, he writes, Joe, it's as if you wrote this screed. Well, uh, yeah, I, I see what you're talking about. It's from Psychology Today. I prefer to pronounce the P. Mm. I'm against silent letters. <laughs> Why are you there? You're the guy leaning on a shovel. Either dig or get out of the way. I doubt you can get that going, but I'll be on your team. <laughs> you doubt it? Uh, why Ricky Gervais' criticism of Hollywood is so satisfying? From Psychology Today. It's written by a bloke uh, by the name of 
uh, I don't even see it. It's funny when you go uh, print only, it, it uh, cuts out the byline. Why would they do that? Doesn't make sense. Anyway. Some guy wrote this. Um, I make it a habit to never watch any of the Hollywood award shows. To me, they serve as a grotesque manifestation of self-congratulatory debauchery stemming from people who are otherwise extraordinary and how ordinary they are. I am disappointed that I watched them for as many years as I did and actually had some level of awe for these people. I know what you mean. It just shows the stupidity of youth. (laughs) (laughs) I still don't understand award shows. I know, Kanye. And like I said last week, I now know why my dad rolled his eyes the way he did. At any time I'd talk about it or watch it or whatever. Right. So listen, here's where it gets really interesting to me. We've all heard people, you know, snipe that all they are, all they do is play act. They just pretend. Why do you admire them? And and you know, I'd thought, you know, partly probably because I've done some acting and my son is a, a trained actor that it is an art form. I mean, it's more difficult than it looks to be a really really skilled actor. Sure, don't I don't doubt that. Uh, it, it's a craft, and it takes you generally people it, unless you're one of those incredibly gifted phenoms. It takes you a while and a, hard, a lot of hard work to get good at it. So I'm not sure that's legit. But this this takes it a layer further, and this is so brilliant. So their sole claim to fame is that they pretend. They don't cure diseases, but they pretend to. They don't save puppies from burning buildings, but they pretend to. They don't save the world from cataclysmic natural disasters, but they pretend to. Human brains haven't evolved mm. with the foresight of cinema, so when the average person sees a famous actor who yep. played a super, superhero in his or her last role, they respond in a manner that is akin to actually seeing and meeting the superhero who saved the world. Without a doubt. That's, How did that never occur to me? Especially going back to your, uh, I don't know, is it still true, but it certainly was with me as a kid, like your John Waynes and stuff like that. Right. They were the good guy, always on the side of what was right, and they could stand up to anybody and always win. That's what I liked about John Wayne. That's not really him. No, not really. He could be anything. (laughs) And and if he could act, he could play that role. He could be anything in his real life. Same with any of these other actors or actresses. So we react to these people as if they are the the godheads they play. That that makes sense. This adoration bestowed on celebrities, coupled with their wealth that they accrue, turns them into our society's royal class. As I explained in an earlier Psychology Today post, it may be difficult then for some celebrities not to succumb to a sense of narcissistic grandiosity. Quote, I am a wealthy actor who is worshipped by millions of fans. Surely my uninformed opinion on issues that I know next to nothing about are profound. Hey, members of the peasant class, let me lecture to you in a patronizing and condescending way about why you are immoral. I will guide you about whom to vote for, what to eat, and how to navigate through daily life, because I play pretend on a screen. <laughs> I thought that that was a great description of the two-way yeah. kind of psychosis that's going on. But then... Yeah, that's interesting. Well, now I, now I uh, give myself a little more slack. Because it is the way our brains are meant to be. I've seen this guy doing great things, so right. I really respect his opinion. Right, exactly. And Stupid he always, if you think about it, but it's... You know, right, it is or what or it is. he's an evil genius, or he, he always gets the girl, or whatever. Then Ricky Gervais happens. He steps into the room and smashes celebrities' privileged safe spaces. They are not used to being called out, let alone from one of their own. After all, Gervais is a world-famous celebrity in his own right. So he's part of the ecosystem of grand pretenders, and yet he possesses the fortitude to call out what he sees as their moral hypocrisy, baffling ignorance, stifling herd mentality, and nauseating virtue signaling. He does not suffer fools gladly. 
Can I actually buy a large piece of granite and have this article engraved in it (laughs) and put it in my front yard so I see it every day when I leave for work? This is brilliant. I mean, it goes on about Gervais stares at his pampered, narcissistic, and self-indulgent audience and tells them what millions of people are thinking, and he does it with spicy humor. And then he points out, <clears throat> getting a little close to home here, throughout history, great satirists have used their rhetorical abilities to challenge the powerful. Mockery is a great tool for pulling down the pants of the powerful. You may have noticed that. Anyway, brilliant article. If we can figure out who actually wrote this, um, I'd love to give him credit, but like I said, it's... You, oh, 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 I'm sorry. One more note. One more note. I even highlighted it. Um, he thinks that the Hollywood, Hollywood Malibu crowd are the perfect exemplars of the Dunning-Kruger effect, which is the more ignorant someone is, the more confident they are in their opinions. They sometimes walk about pontificating about matters that the average elliptical machine is better equipped to speak about. (laughs) Now, that's some good sarcasm. (laughs) Yeah, this is good stuff. So he's making the argument that they are even less informed or less knowledgeable. Is that the same word? I guess so. Uh, Wise. Less informed and less wise than, than other people about this stuff. Right, right. Which is probably true, as that's what Ricky Gervais said. Right. You have no idea about real life. You're right. the, they're the last people you, you should be telling us what to do. Do we have a clip? Let's play the clip. If you do win an award tonight, don't use it as a, a platform to make a political speech, right? You're in no position to lecture the public about anything. You know nothing about the real world. Most of you spent less time in school than Greta Thunberg. So, if you win, right, come up, accept your little award, thank your agent and your god, and... That first now, part, you are in no position to lecture the rest of us. Right. That is 100% true. Yeah, yeah. Notable. And now we're getting into a different realm of psychology. And I should have noted this even more strongly when we first heard that clip. The roar of applause at the end of it. It reminds me of what I've heard from college students and some of our uh, crusading friends who work for uh, Intellectual Freedom on Campuses. The woke social justice warrior cancel culture crowd is comparatively pretty small, but everybody's terrified of them because they're vicious. They will ruin you because you disagree with them. And it's notable that roar of applause, that was the noise of the people who've been afraid to say that, even within the Hollywood crowd, which is... Worth remembering if you are ever on the receiving end of the cancel culture crowd. There's a hell of a lot more people rooting for you than against you, so, you know, hang in there or, or email us and we'll try to stand up for you or something. Added to the we think they're the person they played in the movie BS, which is why people stand to their feet with tears streaming down their face when Julia Roberts gets an award for playing a plucky young woman who fought nuclear waste or whatever. She right. Did. No kidding. <laughs> she, Julie Roberts didn't do that. And then she spends uh, four or five syllables. Thank you to the real Karen Silkwood who, who inspired me. But uh, <laughs> thank you for my agent. I mean, those people get half a dozen you know words at most. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also the we, we think attractive people are smart. We're, we're just built that way. Right. Study after study has shown it. Yeah. You see somebody handsome, pretty, you have this assumption that they're sharp and competent. It's just the way we're made. For some reason. Stupid, stupid beast. 
Hey, if you love that as much as we did, we will post that at armstrongandgetty.com. Hanson, if I do not get that to you during the commercials, I want you to punch me right in the face. Hard as you want. All right? You just there got to be negative consequences or I won't do it. I do this to my family all the time. Next time I say I want to eat three hot dogs, somebody needs to punch me in the neck. <laughs> and the kids get excited because they look forward to the afternoon. You asked. You wanted me to punch you in the neck. Okay. What's the punch named after this animal? <laughs> oh, jeez. Why? 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 I don't know. Why? It's Monday, and i got to lighten the load a little bit. Huh? Armstrong and Getty. It's my great honor to tell you that you're going to be the 328th Hall of Famer. The only thing I can think of is all the assistant coaches, all the great players, they're the reason I'm here. And they're the reason I I can't talk. (laughs) All right? No, no. Where's your dad? Where's your Bob? I mean, I mean... This is so special to me because when you put in the work that we put in, it's nice to know people appreciate it. So that's a football coach being told he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. So the NFL has decided the great Jimmy Johnson. So the Ah, football coach. So the NFL has decided to go with the here's a dad coming back from Afghanistan, walking into the kindergarten room. With, with NFL players and coaches in the Hall of Fame, apparently. That's one way to put it. Because they did that several times over the weekend. Oh, you did used, they? You used to get a phone call or a letter. But right. now they did the same thing to Bill Cowher the day before. So uh, they decided to, well, like I just said, yeah. they decided to make a big YouTube-style spectacle out of it. It's smart. Fine. It's a it's, TV show. It's smart. It's fine. Yeah, heck yeah, it is. Yeah. But uh, if you're a football fan, you know we've got four just crazy exciting teams left for the conference championships uh, next week. Including the, the insane Tennessee Titans who walked into uh, Foxborough, punched the Patriots in the face, and put Tom Brady in the old folks' home. Then they march into Baltimore again on the road and humble the best team in football, according to everybody. Except um, Niners fans. Oscar nominations are out. We just talked about how stupid awards shows are, and they are. But I do think people like movies, and I have some interest in what... People think are the best movies because I'd like movie tradesmen. I'd usually like to see what are the best. Do you have any interest in the list? It's too long. What the ten best pictures? Yeah, it'll That's take a what, lot of movies. Seconds? Okay, Go ahead. Um, but overall, Joker got the most nominations with eleven. Right. Followed by your Irishman in nineteen seventeen, and some other yeah, movie got the 10. Irishman. You just, just queered it on me a little bit. Yeah, I don't like it, that it, movie. It, I know other people do. I, I honestly, if that had been the first movie I'd ever seen, I'd have just thought it was dull. And it, the the whole Robert De Niro being an ancient man who can barely walk that mm-hmm. just doesn't work for me. Yeah, the way he kind of shuffles around. He's supposed to be a forty year old. I, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, here are your best picture nominees: nineteen seventeen, Ford versus Ferrari. Okay. For great things about both. My son and I have been meaning to see that. We're going to go to watch that. Oh, cool. The Irishman. Nah, boo. And I'm an Irishman. Jojo Rabbit. I don't even know what that is. I don't know about that. I like rabbits, though. We used to have a rabbit. Remember Butterscotch? God rest his soul. Joker. Do rabbits have souls? I don't know. Mm. Joker. Yes. Little Women. Ah, uh, oh, yeah. Controversial. Is that mm. the book? 
Yes, but they twisted it to make it more woke. Make them even littler. Tim, <laughs> Tim Sandifer wrote some great tweets about how they how they screwed it up in really an insulting. Uh, I don't. I don't want to get too far into it, but it, it, it was a, a pretty good indictment of how they tried to woke it up and just screwed it up. Marriage Story, which I can't imagine why anybody would want to go see that. It's supposed to be it's about inc- the heartbreaking misery of a marriage crumbling. Yeah, it's Jack, supposed stretched to be, over two hours. It's supposed to be incredibly painful. Yes. Right? Yes. What? Who wants that ever? Great who's, cinema. Who's ever in the mood for? Oh yeah, let's relive what it's like when a relationship falls apart. Right. Goody. We're great, honey. The kids are great. I love my job. You love your job, but you still have plenty of time for the kids. Our house is beautiful. Our pets are delightful. Let's go get sad for two hours. Or you're not any of those things, and you want to add to it by watching somebody (laughs) else's misery? I don't get it. I don't get it either. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which uh, I was reading earlier, is really more about the Manson family than it is about Hollywood, and don't be fooled by the ads, but it's supposed to be great. Yeah. And uh, Brad Pitt might get an axer this time around. It's a Tarantino movie, don't you know? All right. And Parasite. I don't which, know if I've had them, I've not seen it. Oh, boy. What is Parasite? Is that. Yeah. Um, I don't even know. I don't know either. Uh, women were snubbed, Jack. No women All right. Directors. All right. Yeah, I got to yeah, read that it's paragraph. Not nearly diverse enough. That's my favorite paragraph. White Always Hollywood. About the, and this is one of the reasons uh, some of us have no interest in award shows, is the fact that this sort of crap always gets thrown in. Um, no women were nominated for Best Actor, and no person of color was among the something or other. Well, wait a minute. Don't they have uh, Best Girl Actor? Isn't that its own character? Uh, its own, uh, I'm I sorry, meant to category? Say, I meant to director. say picture. Best, or director. One of those. Yes. Anyway, yes. whatever. I don't care. I Just don't care enough. Just keep saying words till you get the right one. I don't one. care uh, enough to get the words right. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't care enough oh boy. to even figure out the category. Right. That whole thing right. of... Uh, not a single person of blank is in this category, or a man, or a woman, or a child, or whatever. Oh, who cares? I don't care. Maybe you care. If you care, good for you. Don't ever bring it up to me. I don't care. Awards for art are pretty stupid. Paying attention to the awards for art is really, really stupid. And I think America has gotten to that. The Oscar ratings are not plundering, plunging by 15% a year because people have found another way to watch it. It's because they don't want to watch it. Right, because exactly. they're tired of the, 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 the yeah, crap we were talking about Very earlier. good point. There's a right. difference because a lot of your shows, debates or whatever, it's because of sports. People have found another way to watch it. They're streaming it. That yeah. is not what's happening with award shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just no. don't want it at all. Good. I'm, I'm going to say this slow. Hopefully they'll... Catch on what I'm saying in here and be able to go to it. You know, it's just like Chevy Chase said in the movie Vacation, the 1980s classic. Crack open those sandwiches I got at the gas station. I'm so hungry I can eat a sandwich from a gas station. (laughs) (laughs) So, apparently gas station sandwiches used to be terrible. That's my memory of them. Mm. And uh, in my current experience, actually. But... uh, America's new favorite restaurants are some of your fast food classics, like... Quick Trip and Wawa and Sheets. These must be East Coast because I don't yeah. know of them. Yeah. Wawa's big. Okay. I know. But I'm remember, sure from. Remember Mitt Romney made a self-conscious uh, attempt to connect with a working man mentioning Wawa? Oh, right, right, right. Oh! Um, Excuse me. But they've uh, managed to uh, survive these stores, uh, convenience stores, partially because they're catering to different audiences now with better food there. 
It's a hidden gem, says Jeff Williams, Senior Vice President of Retail Services. Okay, it's, are they? it's hidden. <laughs> the gem. gem? Gem might be overstating it. They're demanding that consumers view them as a destination for food. A destination for food. So not, I'm getting gas and I'm hungry, might as well eat that ancient hot dog. I came here for the well, hot dog. Uh, isn't the truth somewhere in the middle? Where do you get your hoagies here? Do you get them at Wawa's? Is that what you get them? Hey, it's just like us. Millennials are not always willing to go to a quick service restaurant, a fast food joint, or walk around a 40,000 square foot grocery store, analysts say. Instead, they'll often head to a convenience store where the average amount of time consumers spend inside the store is less than four minutes. Mm. Convenient? It's a, so it's a, it's a destination point for millennials to eat at the gas station. Okay. I have done it. I, I, I have stopped at the gas station because I wanted a hot dog. Now... I think, I'm not proud of myself. I think they're talking, because Wawa is supposed to have really good cheesesteaks. I think it's probably like the, the gas station convenience store place that's near, uh, a, well, a place I go a fair amount, that well, they'll whip you up a really good sandwich. Oh, really? A little deli there and stuff like that. I don't think they're talking about rotisserie dogs you know, like the Quickie Mart. Mm. Well, no. they, they mention Quick Trip. I've not been to a Quick Trip that has that sort of thing, but I don't know. Well, they got uh, they got various heat Is lamp that what millennials? Uh, millennials are ruining eating, huh? Millennials, worst generation ever. You got the uh, dogs, you got burritos, you got the 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 uh, the, the chicken tenders, huh? If eating's going to take longer than four minutes, you're just not uh, just not in. 